from Portland, it's the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Today, the guys will break down summer so far, hurricanes on the East Coast, and how COVID has impacted their jobs in the Weather Center. Now, here they are, Brian McMillan, Mark Nelson, and Jeff Forgeron. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan. I got Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson, meteorologist Jeff Forgeron here. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, hey. What's up? So... We're all coming to you virtually here, and Mark is the only one actually at the office right now. Mark, how's the studio? Uh, it's just kind of warm and sunny in here. We have no windows, but uh, that's how it works. It's just like every other work day. I've got your forecast page ready to go. All right, and Jeff, you're home right now. I am just enjoying a, a couple days off to, after a, about a week or so in the studio, and yeah, just ready to get this thing going. And we all know that we don't really get days off in this business. So thanks for working on your day off there, Jeff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. You know, we we, uh, we have a new name now. We're calling this the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. And it used to be called the Northwest Weather Podcast, but we're changing it up a little bit. It's going to be the same kind of podcast if you listened to it before. But we got a new plan for you. We're going to we're going to make the episodes a little shorter. So they'll be like 15 to 20 minutes long. And we're going to do them once a week now, guys. We don't want to lose your attention span, you know, so we can make them a little shorter. I've had yeah. quite a few people say, uh, hey, when are you going to do a podcast? Or at least once every month, somebody asks me. Right. Kind of, kind of weird times right now here with with all of us. I, I know that uh, Jeff and I at, at times have been working from home. I'm still working from home. And Mark, you've been in the studio the whole time. How are things oh. a little bit different there at the uh, station? At the station, the biggie, of course, just like most of you, you know, watch at home, uh, we're, we're spread farther apart. I kind of got it blurred out behind me. But uh, basically, if there's two of us working in here, like Ann or, or Jeff would be way over there. And maybe Andy sits where I am. It's just everybody's a distance apart. There's little signs all over the station. We even have these. Brian, you haven't seen this. We have these cool little foot pedals. So you can open the door without touching it. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. <laughs> and um, actually, this is the first time I've told anybody this. Uh, Brian, I, Brian actually has a drawer up there. And he has all this food in it. And Brian hasn't actually been in the station for about four months. You've been eating and, my food? Yeah, those your nuts. You've got that that's a whole box of like trail mix. Yeah. trail mix. There's only like two left. And I know there were at least 20 when I started eating them back like How four months dare ago. You? So I'm going to owe you an entire box of the Kirkland trail mix, Brian. But um, <laughs> when you come back, I'll have a new one there. Mark, but it's good Mark, here. Mark, you told me to search for the 850 millibar temperature chart. And I was looking everywhere, and I happened to open Brian's drawer. And (laughs) Brian, you have so much food in there. It's as if you're getting prepared to hunker down for a hurricane in the Pacific Northwest. It's it's all about never knowing when you're going to be able to leave and when you have to hunker down at the station. And maybe if, you know, when the snow event comes, (laughs) you know, in February, I want to be fully prepared with snacks. Like snacks are very important. When or if? Are you predicting an eight-inch snowstorm at some point this winter already? It's only or, early August. Or maybe an earthquake. Who knows? <sighs> Kids. I know. We don't like talking about that. The news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. What One of our big headlines here uh, uh, that we want to get to here in this podcast, let's talk about summer so far. Of course, mm-hmm. we're in the early parts of August now, and so far this summer, it's actually been pretty pleasant here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, we've only had, what, seven days at or above 90. I think that's the current number. So that's been good. You know, do you guys remember back uh, those first 10 days of July? 
there was some whining, some complaining, because it was kind of cloudy. We were having some drips here and there, and we were getting the usual right around the 4th of July and beyond, like, oh, is summer ever going to get here, or is it going to be finally a cool summer? Mm-hmm. I won't mention any names of anchors, but there are some that were getting <laughs> mad at me in particular, as if... You know, it's it's our fault, but at the same time, there there's a you know there's a good spread of people uh, that you know that watch us on the news and follow us on Facebook. Sure. You have like a split. Some are just all about the cool, cloudy, rainy weather. They'll take it all summer. The other half, they are so against it. It's as if like it, it's just the worst thing in the world. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and each of our anchors is different as well. Yeah, I've got one. You probably got, I think, one or two in the mornings, and and I've got one or two in the evenings. I mean, it hits ninety, and they're just in heaven. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. who likes ninety five? Which is funny because, Jeff, where did you grow up? Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Palm Springs, so um, I am so done with the heat. Palm Springs, California. I guess there's two Palm Springs. There's one in Florida. Did you know that? Mm, sounds like a Florida thing too. Yeah. Not that it would be much better out there, right? It would still be hot and humid, but yeah, in Palm Springs, I think what was it? Uh, last Friday, one twenty-two was the uh, high temperature up there. Yeah. Isn't that their all-time high? Did they tie it? Or no? They, I think the all-time high is one twenty-four actually out there. That's close. Yeah, that's awful. That is awful. Well, uh, it's, it's yeah. So, anyways, I appreciate the cool weather all summer long. Another thing I wanted to talk about here uh, is uh, about this summer is about just the lack of wildfires that we've had this season. It's been a very, very quiet season across Oregon. Usually we get a bunch of lightning over on the east side of the Cascades. We've had some of that, but nothing like uh, past years. Mark, what do you think is contributing to the lack of wildfires this year? Well, I think uh, June was wet. That started it. So there was no real start to the fire season. Then the first 10 days of July were cool and yeah, slightly wet. But, you know, if we get cloudy periods during the summertime and relatively cool weather, at least average or a little below, I've just noticed, and this happened last summer, I've just noticed that we just don't get the big fire seasons. What we need, I mean, let's let's pretend you wanted a big fire season. Nobody does. Uh, what we need is uh, sustained hot and dry weather and then thunderstorm outbreaks because you know a lot of our big our big uh, fires are caused by lightning so um i mean i'm looking at the visible satellite imagery right now it's just you don't see any smoke across the state it's all quiet and we just we've only had about a week and a half of hot stuff so if we were to get a big outbreak of lightning right now yeah i've seen years in the past where it's like nothing through late july and then bang it just takes off in august but we'll see you know and it can last all the way through october as well too i mean if it stays dry we could get wildfires through through the early parts of fall yeah we did recently have a, a smaller relatively small wildfire down near medford and they have a handle on that one i believe that's the worthington fire and then mm-hmm. uh recently the fir mountain uh fire which is out towards hood river when you're talking about uh other fires that we've had in the past that are tens of thousands of acres mm-hmm. these ones that are under a thousand are are pretty manageable if you can get a handle on them quick small potatoes you know, Mark, with that blocking pattern setting up over the eastern Pacific, that ridge, we're not getting many systems, many ripples in the atmosphere to create those thunderstorms either. So I just wonder if that's also contributing. That's true. You generally want that, the, the big ridge like over the four corners, like more typical. So the, the flow is going to come around. Let's see. I'm on video here. So it'll be around this way. OK. Um, 
that's why we have weather graphics. That's why we don't do this on TV. Um, but, <laughs> well, most uh, yeah, of the people will be listening to this. So you have to kind of describe it a little bit more. So if you're driving <laughs> in your car right now, imagine, yeah, if there's a big H, it comes up the left side of the big H, and that would be coming up the West Coast. If you have strong high pressure like offshore, then you just get kind of westerly flow. Like Jeff says, not much happens. So we just haven't had the setup. And the same thing happened last summer, kind of in a different form. You know, one other thing that happened last summer – uh, I clearly remember this. It's like summer stopped on uh, September 7th. It's like we st- we turned wet. We had three and a half inches of rain in Portland in September. I mean, the fire season just was done after Labor Day last year. So we'll see what happens this year. Well, we also had our hottest weather right before the summer solstice last year. Oh, yeah. We had a 97, 98 back to back. And that was before we even hit the, the official start of summer, if you will, which was kind of interesting. You know, Brian, I'm feeling kind of, uh, I'm feeling left out. He, he remembered something I didn't remember. And I, <laughs> I think I had him like, I don't remember that. But I said, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, that's that's good, Jeff. Wow. That's good. Well, I, I think I was dread. I always dread the heat. I, I'm just one of those guys. I'll be, now that we're on a podcast, I'm going to be frank with you guys. I hate the heat. And so I, I remember it very, very specifically last year. So that's yeah, that. I'm right. I'm right there with you. That's uh, impressive. Yeah. So only a couple of days of extreme heat, and as Mark said, we haven't had many 90-degree days uh, either. Only only seven above 90 degrees. The rest have been the 80s. Uh, looking forward, you guys, we'll move on to that. Uh, we got a little bit of rain in the forecast, and we haven't yes. had rain here in a few weeks. How exciting. We might have a few hundredths of an inch huh, on Thursday. Very exciting. Can I speak in terms of my front yard being very brown? I'm, I think my front yard is really excited about this rain coming in Thursday. But Mark, as a as an expert gardener here, would you say turn off the sprinkler system for for uh, for Thursday? No. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen rain in July or August. Maybe at the very end of August. I don't think I've ever seen rain in July or August that has much of any effect. I mean, even if we got a quarter, half an inch. You know, if we're many inches short. So, yeah, your lawn isn't going to turn green, Jeff. Sorry. Uh, maybe in September if we get a downpour. The positive is I'm only mowing every, like, what, 10 days now versus every three. So it, it's a nice change of pace. Dandelions, right? Oh, they're everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Portland. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, it's, besides, it's okay around here. I, I grew up with the lawn just going brown in the summer. It's fine. It's kind of cool. But let's talk about hurricanes out on the East Coast, since we don't have much weather happening here on the West Coast. Extreme weather. Jeff, you want to talk a little bit about hurricanes because it's been a really active year. Yeah, I think we've already had nine named storms in the Atlantic. I say we as in the United States. We don't really have any effect or we don't feel any effects from that. But uh, I think the big talker this past week has been the anticipation of Hurricane Isaias. It's spelled Isaias, but I, I, I think if you're a part of any meteorological, you know, community or Facebook group or anything, <laughs> the big talk, which most of us are not, but uh, the big talker has been the pronunciation. Have you guys nailed that down yet, by chance? Well, maybe we should all say it. Isaias. Isaias. It's four. Isaias. Isaias. Yeah. Uh, and the one before there were, there was one other one that was bad. I'm looking at the list and we have a graphic of them. Cristobal. I said Cristobal, but you're supposed to say Cristobal, right? So we get this question quite a bit, uh, oh. about how they come up with the names here for, mm-hmm. for hurricanes. And, uh, we, we get the lists every year of what they're going to be, what the tropical storms will be named. And, uh, who, who gets to come up with the hurricane names? 
It's the National Hurricane Center, right? Or is it the World Meteorological Organization? It's one of I the thought two. it was the I thought it was the WMO. Oh, WMO then. Okay. Um, and they use a mix of names, male and female. I think if I'm correct, they didn't change to a mix of names of gender until 1978. I think they were all females up to that point, I think. But the naming has to do with what countries they may potentially impact. So that's why we're getting such a diverse set of names, I believe. Yes. Is it French? So for the Caribbean and the Atlantic, I think it, well, it's English, Spanish. I think it's also French. Let me give you a few names coming up. I've got the list right here. Uh, we're, we're all happy because the next few names are going to be easy. We got Josephine, Kyle, Laura, Marco, Nana. And coming up, I can't wait for this one, Hurricane Teddy. Oh, wait, wait, Mark. Back, let's back up. Have you verified that it's Josephine or is it Josephine? Stop it. Stop. <laughs> no more of that. It's Josephine. <laughs> I assume it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then once, and there's like six lists, right? Aren't there like six or seven lists? Yeah. And and once a name gets retired because it makes landfall or it's like Katrina. Yeah. It's a monumental storm. They'll retire that name and they'll replace it with something else. So the names do come up every few years. Some of the, you know, if basically if it's not a huge, massive storm that, you know, a lot of death and devastation, the names are going to come back. I can remember a lot of Arthur's in the past and a lot of Bertha's too. Jeff, while we're at it, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you go to school and how did you get interested in weather? Went to school at the San Jose State University, which is the only school in California that offers an actual meteorology degree. Um, so I was pretty proud of going there. Pretty small department. I grew up in the desert southwest, specifically Palm Desert, but I was born in Palm Springs. Uh, Funny thing is, uh, Kimberly Moss and I were born at the same hospital, Desert Hospital in Palm Springs. So we grew up in the same kind of environment. She loves the heat. I don't know why. I I can't stand it. I think she's lived up here a little bit longer than I have, though. Um, But anyways, I think what made me so interested in weather was the lack of weather in the desert. We were surrounded by 10,000-plus-foot mountains that would get snow on them during the wintertime. We would see the distant thunderstorms maybe over Joshua Tree National Park in the summertime related to the summer monsoon. Um, but nothing really happened right over the low desert. And I think because I saw things going on in the distance, I always wanted to be in that environment. Um, so that really drove my interest in weather. And I've loved it ever since I was a kid. And Jeff, where have you been before uh, you got to? You got here about a year and a half ago, right? It was it was February yeah. of 2019, I think, or March of 2019. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, well, I started my career in Palm Springs. Uh, spent a little over a year doing news out there. Then I went out to Waco, Texas, covered severe weather in Central Texas. Like immediately covered Hurricane Harvey while I was out there. In fact. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our counties actually got over 20 inches of, of rain from Hurricane Harvey, but all sorts of tornado events. And um, I mean, the, the Southern Plains, you get a little bit of everything. So spent two years out there in Waco, Texas. If you know who Chip and Joanna Gaines are, Magnolia, uh, that's a good reminder what Waco is. But, um, <laughs> you know, Katie and I, my fiance and I, we wanted to get back on the West Coast. So this has been the perfect situation for us getting into the Pacific Northwest and um, it's not as volatile in terms of the weather, but it's still very interesting with all the microclimates out here, the Columbia River Gorge, the mountains, the coast. Um, so I love it. Cool. And awesome. you, do you have any pets? Pets? Yep. Yep. We have Pepper. She's also known as Pepper the Weather Dog. She made some appearances while I was doing some home weather 
you know, during the, during the pandemic, uh, she helped me with the seven day forecast and, uh, she's pretty famous now. I'll, I'll admit it guys. Oh, good pepper. Now wait, you've been doing some gardening too. I've seen that on Facebook or maybe it's your uh, Twitter feed or Facebook, I think. So you've been getting into that too, right? Yeah. And you know what we have, I think we have six raised beds outside. Now we built four of them and it's really interesting with the array of stuff that we have growing in the yard. It's cool to see the different types of patterns that we experienced in the summer. It was kind of a cool wet start in June. Things got off to a slow start, like the peppers, the tomatoes, the mm-hmm. lettuce was going nuts. Now that we're experiencing this July, this July hot weather, um, the peppers are going nuts, like the bell peppers, the serranos, the jalapenos, the tomatoes. So it's been fun gardening and I can't wait for next year when I actually have like a full season to kind of get involved in it. Jeff is living the dream. He is. Love I it. mean, yeah. I, I think that it didn't take him long to just like fall right into place here. I'm embracing yeah. it as much as I can. <laughs> and, and when can we find you? I don't remember if Brian mentioned this at the be- beginning, but uh, you're on Good Day Oregon with Andy Carson, of course. Typically, what time would we see you? Typically, when Andy is in, you'll see me at 4.30 and then kind of inter- intermittently throughout the shows up until 9 o'clock and then on the weekends, of course, in the morning. Make sure to check out Jeff in the morning. You can check me out midday and you can check Mark out at night. Uh, on Fox 12 and Fox 12 Plus, you guys. This was fun. Let's do it again next week. What do you say? I'm in. That'd be great. Have a great day, guys. See you next week. About the weather.